Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Efrat. That's right, the biblical city of Efrat, Efrat Beit Lechem, um, in Judea. Yes, I am in Judea, in the beautiful town of Efrat, my new town, my new hometown. That's right. It's it's uh, strange, it's different, but uh, it's also really amazing because um, just 30 minutes to the north is Jerusalem, where I lived for many years. But 30 minutes to the south is Hebron, where I've been working now for two years. And so I'm smack in the middle between uh, the two loves of my life, you know, the, the, the great cities in my life, Hebron and Jerusalem. And I'm very, very thankful to be here. Uh, it's a great town, Ephrat. It's great for my family. And it's, it's really right between the two places that I love so much. You know, and you know how compromise is. On the one hand, it's never either of the things you're compromising, but it also gives you access uh, into both the things that you love, and I am very, very thankful. I'm also thankful for you being there wherever you are, and I am thankful to the great folks at the Land of Israel Network, the Land of Israel Network, uh, which is giving us the opportunity to broadcast to you, and we have many more uh, great shows, and I want to thank you so much for, for joining us. I want to thank also, right off the top, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of reverse the order today. I'm going to thank things in the beginning and not worry about it at the end. If you hear any kind of kids knocking on my door or anything like that, just know that I'm in my own house recording, uh, which is great. Uh, but you know how that is. The kids are not asleep yet. So I want to thank my beloved wife, uh, Malka Fleischer, for helping me uh, live and exist and uh, and just being you know the love of my life. So thank you so much, Malka, for that. Uh, I want to thank uh, my children and hope that they can, uh, the two bigger ones can babysit the littler one, little, littler, the small one, uh, because he's a handful uh, Yisrael, he is, uh, he's all the, the, he's all the rage, he's all the action, uh, is Yisrael. Very cute, but also very rambunctious and, and, um, cute. Any case, uh, this week, the reason I'm not with Rabbi Mike Foyer, uh, here on the Beloved Land of Israel Network, broadcasting from Efrat, as I said, is because actually, this is a Torah portion, which I'm very connected to, especially through my work, and remember, my I work in Hebron not because it's a job, but because it's a passion. Uh, but this is one. This is the big one. This is the weekend. This is the Shabbat that everybody comes to Hebron. Twenty-five thousand people are coming. VIPs are coming. Uh, Knesset members, ministers, chief rabbis, etc. All kinds of people all show up in Hebron. And it's a compilation celebration. We celebrate so many things at the same time. <clears throat> but the simple reason that people come is because of the Torah portion itself. And the irony is that I have so much to say about this Torah portion, and I'm sure Rabbi Mike does as well, but the, the irony is, is because this Shabbat is so special that we've been really working very, very hard. I'm recording this late and uh, Tabitha from the Land of Israel Network is going to be putting this up late, and Moshe from uh, the Ishai Fleischer Network system is putting that up late, and everything is pushed off because there's been so much pressure, and the BBC is coming, and this is coming, and that is coming, and everybody's calling me at the last minute that they want to show up, and I get it. You know, everybody wants to be part of this of this special story, and and the reason this is a special story is that. This Shabbat, when we read this Torah portion, we are going to be reading about 
the first purchase of the Jewish people in the land of Israel. We're going to be reading about Abraham's purchase of the Machpelah to bury his beloved wife, Sarah. And so we're going to be learning about the, the kind of um, the, the, the initial, uh, the word purchase is not the word I'm looking for. There's the word kinyan, which is like ownership, gaining of ownership um, in the land of Israel by Abraham. So that's one aspect of the Torah portion. And then there's a whole aspect of the Torah portion, which is about the um, the people of Israel, as opposed to the land of Israel, the people of Israel. And that is the continuation of Isaac, this young man, born miraculously, almost offered up to God by the hand of his own father at the Akedah, the, at the binding. And now... What you know, we 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 got the the promise that that Isaac is gonna is gonna be the continuation of Abraham, but who's gonna help? Who's gonna who's gonna be the uh, you know the continuing? Who's gonna be the lady? Who's gonna be the lady? Is that gonna happen? And yes, we found out in the last Torah portion that a very special girl, her name is Rivka, was born, and she is the intended mate, and really this incredible counterweight to Yitzhak. So maybe we maybe we should start from Rivka for a second. I really I really love Rivka as a character so much. The best thing about Rivka is that if you ever read every single one of her lines in the Bible in the Torah, you will find that she, that that more than anybody else there's nobody that 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 is so sure-footed like Rivka Rebecca. There's nobody who's so it fires and acts with total, fast, undoubted conviction. That's a lesson, I guess, for all of us, right? To have that ability to be with total conviction. If you want to, if you want to learn from from a character in the Torah that doesn't hem and haw and doesn't have self doubt and doesn't have, you know, insecurity problems like so many of us, like all of us do, Rivka has no insecurity problems. She always knows what's right. And and that that basically happens when when Abraham's we, we first meet that when Abraham's servant, uh, who's identified as Eliezer, but the Torah portion does not call him that; those just calls him the servant. That also teaches you something about being in the service of Abraham. You kind of uh, you, when you're kind of less important than Abraham, you're the servant. And sometimes when we work for Abraham, especially in Hebron, there's an element that we lose. You know, we don't have to. It's not an element of losing. It's 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 not. Um, I'll give you an example. Of what I mean. People say to me, "Yisha, you're uh, semi-famous a little bit. You're kind of known." I say, "I'm known." Are you joking me? I work for known people. I work for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Becca, and Leah. They are known people. <laughs> the Bible has chosen to write about them, but I am not known. I'm I. I I'm just a small person, and I'll I'll do my part in my life, and and if I can honor the the great memory of uh, of of these great people, and 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 honor God's most beloved people, uh, then then I've done my role. But I used to live next to a cemetery, so I know that uh, the great people come and go, and most of us don't. Our names aren't remembered, but Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, and Leah, and Rachel, of course, are remembered. So that's the servant. The servant. He doesn't have exactly a name because he's he's in the service. In the emissary work of Abraham, uh, but the tradition identifies him as Eliezer, and it makes sense because we learned that his number one servant is Eliezer. In any case, Eliezer goes out to Haran, to southern Turkey, uh, to find a gal, the right gal, a suitable gal, a gal for 
Yitzchak. <coughs> oh, and by the way, yeah, and I caught a little bit of a cold throughout the week as well. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I listened to a friend of mine. I went jogging, and I came back, and I'm like, I think I just caught a cold. Anyway, so uh, 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 the servant goes out to Haran. He's, he's in a place where nobody knows him. And he looks up to God and he says, you know, God, if you if you really love Abraham and you want to do kindness with him, please help me find the right the right woman. And the way to do it is is if uh, I'm asking for a sign. And the sign is that the sign is that if a, if a girl comes out and and offers to water my camels and give me water because I am thirsty, uh, and and waters the the camels. Indeed, she will have proven herself to be uh, from the right family, from the right peoplehood. That is what I need for uh, for Isaac, my servant's son. I'll even read that right from the text so you, so you can get the feeling of the dramatic element there. And, and here's the servant, and he says, Hashem, God of my master Abraham, may you so arrange for me this day that you do kindness, that you do kindness with my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water, and the daughters of the townsmen come out to draw water. Let it be that the maiden to whom I shall say, Please tip over your jug so that I may drink, and who replies, Drink, and I will even water your camels, her will you have designated for your servant for Isaac. And may I know through her that you have done kindness with my master. And it was when he had not yet finished speaking that suddenly Rebekah was coming out. Uh, she ha- who had been born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, brother of Abraham, with her jug on her shoulder. Now the maiden was very fair to look on, a virgin who no man had known. She descended to the spring, filled her jug, and ascended. The servant ran towards her and said, Let me sip, if you please, a little water from your jug. She said, Drink, my lord. And quickly she lowered her jug to her hand and gave him to drink. When she finished giving him to drink, she said, I'll draw water even for your camels until they have finished drinking. Anyway, he's totally amazed that the man was astonished at her, reflecting silently to know whether Hashem had made his journey successful or not. And it was when the camels had finished drinking, the man took a golden nose ring its weight was a becca and two bracelets on her and, and he put two bracelets on her arms um 10 gold shekels was the weight and he said whose daughter are you and so on meaning to say he was just so he had he he made this kind of deal with god uh, and there it was before he even finished speaking it happened uh so he's the the kind of ultimate uh, you know emissary and god does a miracle through him and uh, he goes back to the her family and they sit down and they try and the, and he tells them the story about how it all happened. He tells them about Abraham and his success and the birth of Isaac. And he says, let me take uh, let me take Rebecca. So they're like, no, you know, let her let her hang out with us for like a month. You know, we can't just say goodbye to her. And he says to them, look, if you delay me, I, I, I can't be delayed. I need to succeed in my mission. Tell me right now, is she coming with me or not? Then they come to the conclusion that the best way to really do this is to just ask Rebecca, right? Ask Rivka what she says. I love the Hebrew. They called Rivka. And they said to her, Shall you go with this man? Now, who is this man? The total stranger, right? Total stranger with, 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 with wild-eyed stories. So they're like, Rebecca, um, let's just ask you a question. Are you going to go with this man? 
And she has one line here. She says, Elech. Elech means I will go. I am going. I shall go. I'm going. I'm out. And the next thing we learn is that she kind of rides the camels in a sense ahead of the servant. And she's leading the pack ahead. And this is Rebecca. You know, she is, she is sure, sure-footed about her decisions. This incredible personality. And, and he follows her throughout. Always knows exactly what she wants. One word, elech. You know, can I have some of your water? Absolutely. And I'll give some to your camels as well. Not, I don't know, I don't know who you are, you're a stranger, shall, shall you go with him? Well, let me consult with my mom. No, I'm ready to go. She goes on her way uh, with the servant, and uh, in the distance she sees a man coming from the field. What is this field? This is the field of the Machpelah, where Abraham was buried. Isaac used to do the afternoon prayer there. He used to meditate there and talk to God, commune with God. And he saw her from a distance, she saw him from a distance, and it is... Uh, th- there's my son who jumps in. Hello, Israel. Hello, Israel. Okay, Israel, you got to go out of this room. Hey, guys, Israel's in my room and I'm recording. So from a distance, Rebecca also sees Isaac and she famously falls off the camel. I prefer to think that she didn't actually fall off the camel, but the word is a little bit different than it has a different meaning and that she prays from the top of the camel because the word vatipol can also come from the word tefillah, that she prayed from atop the camel. And uh, that's because Isaac and Rebecca were famous for being able to pray in the same room, the Medrash tells us, in different corners, and they had an incredible impact. Uh, they would just stand in different corners and pray. And he was coming from the field, and he was praying. And Rebecca, Rivka, sees him from a dif- distance, and he's praying. She immediately begins to pray. They are... Uh, what do you call those uh, harmony kind of uh, sticks? You know those harmony. Uh, you kind of you, you, you when when you harmonize with one of the sticks, the the one in the same pitch starts to vibrate as well. So that's what they're like, uh, Rivka, R- Rebecca, and uh, and Rivka and Yitzchak. And it has the most beautiful lines at the end of this Torah portion, and towards the end of this story, actually, it says. Well, let me read to you that part that I just meant. Uh, Isaac went out to supplicate in the field towards evening, and he raised his eyes and saw, and behold, camels were coming. And Rebekah raised her eyes and saw Isaac. She inclined while upon the camel, right? So this is a, sp- a special kind of translation. They're like, she leaned. Usually means that she fell. But, but my explanation is that she prayed. And she said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field towards us? And the servant said, He is my master. She then took the veil and covered herself. The servant told Isaac all the things he had done, and Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah, his mother. He married Rebekah, she became his wife, and he loved her, and thus was Isaac consoled after his mother. So, what we see is that at the end of the Torah portion, uh, Isaac is consoled, he, he marries Rebekah, but there's a word here that is not often used in Judaism, and that is romance. Right? This is very romantic words. Uh, she, Rebecca took the place of Sarah. He brought her into Sarah's tent. And he loved her. And this is very important because the beginning of the Torah portion, which is, which is kind of why uh, it's such a big deal in Hebron, is because Abraham loved Sarah. And, and he came to, to, to honor Sarah. And he wanted to bury her and give her uh, the most beautiful plot, and he found the plot which was connected to the Garden of Eden. 
And that's what he loved about the Machpelah. And that's what he wanted to, to connect Sarah to. He also probably knew that it would be a great uh, way to hold on to the land of Israel if he buried Sarah in the holiest place. And the tombs of the fathers and mothers are really anchors, uh, spiritual and historical and narrative anchors for the Jewish people in the land of Israel. And that's what Abraham does. And he does it, if you read the, the first part of the, of the Torah portion, he does it with full contractual obligations. There's actually no God in the purchase of the Machpelah, in the purchase of the land, um, uh, the tomb of the, what's going to become the tomb of the patriarchs and matriarchs. It's called the Machpelah, the double, the double cave. There's actually like no God there. He comes into that in, 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 into uh, into negotiations with the Hittites, and and it doesn't say God gave him the land. God promised him the land. He had a dream that God should give him the land. It just says he went into negotiations. He said to them, "Call out! I'm looking for this guy named Ephron the Hittite, and I want to buy from him this plot of land." And Ephron says, "I'm willing to give it to you for free," but Abraham says, "No, I want to buy it. I want to buy it in full. I want to purchase. I don't want a present." And uh, um, and that's what he does. He purchases it. He purchases the Marat Machpelah for four hundred uh, silver weight, and it becomes an eternal inheritance for the Jewish people. One of the things that I am always uh, thinking about, and I'll be speaking about that this Shabbat. And remember, I remind you that there's going to be twenty five thousand people and a lot of VIPs. All kinds of folks are coming to Hebron for Shabbat. Um. One of the things that I'm going to be talking about is that Ephron the Hittite, one of the things that I'm going to be talking about is that the Zohar says that Ephron the Hittite looked towards the Machpelah and uh, towards that cave and field. And you know what he saw? He saw Tohu Vavohu. He saw, he saw a totally messed up, dirty, backwards, uh, in disordered, disunified world. And Abraham, he saw the Garden of Eden. When you look at Hebron today, you could also come and see, if you come and visit, you'll also see, with your fleshly eyes, you'll see an upside-down world, a world of randomness and disorder and chaos and entropy, a world of chaos. And the Jewish people who live in Hebron, they saw... Like they see, like Abraham saw, the beauty, the future, um, perfection, the Garden of Eden, right? It's the exact opposite of one another. The exact opposite of one another. Uh, some people see total confusion, and other people can see within that confusion brilliance and order and genius and, and beauty and history and meaning isn't that, isn't that, isn't that amazing the isn't that amazing how 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 there's such opposites in a place in hebron it's amazing that you really get to see something that is so um for some people it just seems like the most uh, tangled and 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 and, and unpeaceful and uh destructive and and violent and other people can see that there's a beauty there and that there's life, and that there's actually romance, and that romance is also procreative and life-giving, and a family is born there. It, it's it's to me it's incredibly ironic 
uh, how the, the the broken elements of Hebron uh, coexist with the beautiful elements of Hebron. I guess I'm having a little meditative moment here myself without Rabbi Mike to balance me out. <laughs> Uh, in any case, I'm very excited to also be sharing this uh, the the this purchase uh, document that when we read the Torah portion uh, right there, there is in my mind few moments in Judaism that feel like what it feels like on Shabbat Chai Sarah in in Hebron in on, on this particular Sabbath in Hebron. Something happens which is. Uh, which is inexplicable, which is when you read the Torah portion talking about Abraham's purchase in the place that he did that purchase with thousands of other people, there's this like moment where like it all comes together. Like this is the place, we are the people, this is the language, this is the land, this is its secrets, and this is its God above. It all like comes together. Like when there's a good Torah reader, right next to outside of Maratha Machpelah or inside, and it just that that moment happens when you hear it being read from the mouth of a holy Jew, who's a continuation of Abraham, and this 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 um, this uh, contract is being read out. The story of the contract. And you see how real it is and, and how perfect the Torah is. It all kind of comes together. And all the all the mess around. And, and about two years ago, not about exactly two years ago, we had a Shabbat Chayesara. And guess what? There were shots fired uh, by snipers against the Jewish community. Nobody was A, a soldier was hurt, actually. Somebody was hurt. Uh, took a bullet to the leg, but nobody was killed or, or badly injured. But... Um, you know, there's such a, a uh, tension between the people of Tohu Vavo, the people of chaos and the energy of chaos, and then this moment of perfection that happens on Shabbat morning. And 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 of course, when we when we stand in front of the Maratha Machpelah, we really have to love each other, not only because you know God commands us to love one another, but because our parents are looking, and we want to give nachas to our parents. We want to give. Yiddish Nachas, a, a feeling of, of of Jewish consolation to our to our beloved parents. So what can I tell you? You know, it's like it's like a moment of peoplehood. It's a moment of land ownership. It's a moment of a belief that the Torah is written by God and it's perfection. So it's a theological moment. It all just it all just comes together, and and the envelope around it is this envelope of chaos. And and. Um, if you if you ever come to Hebron, look at the children, look at the men and women. There's something very beautiful about them. Look at the art that comes out of Hebron, very beautiful, and it, it's exactly in this place of of chaos that that beauty rises up. And I find that to be a very special, very miraculous. I hope that that uh, that one day the the beauty and the truth, the particular scent of the Garden of Eden, will, will overwhelm. And will kind of, uh, you know, erase uh, or or white out uh, the darkness that's there. If you if you drive to Hebron, it is amazing how much trash uh, has been thrown around by by folks in the local population. It's just it's incredible. There's just trash everywhere. It's trashed out, and that's something that that certainly has to be fought uh, and, and and cleaned. And so you have a Torah portion here where where 
you have the continuation, the continuity of, of the land of Israel, the purchase of the land of Israel, the eternal ownership of Abraham and, and his seed of the land of Israel, and the continuation of Isaac. And the continuity of, uh, of Isaac, uh, Isaac who is this, um, we kind of think of him as a kind of, um, uh, later on we'll learn in next week's Torah portion why, why I would think that, that he's kind of um, um, an introvert, a quiet type, not always social, maybe somehow stilted by his experiences at, at the Mount Moriah. Uh, the, the rabbis describe him as a perfect offering. There's something about him that's like as though his ashes are before the throne uh, of God. And so there's an element of like, he's he's a little bit dead in some way like not dead like he's you know he's a, one of our great forefathers but there's he's not of this world that's really what i meant to say he's not of this world and yet uh rebecca strongly in in command knows exactly this world uh and and uh, interestingly enough when she dies in, in next week's Torah portion you kind of never hear about that you never you never really find out about that so um, she, she's very strong in this world, but we kind of don't know of her process into the next world. Isaac, we kind of know his process into the next world almost from his, you know, inception. <coughs> but then, you know, his this worldliness is not strong. And I know people in 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 this world who were not so strong in this world. They were they were already ethereal, connected to the next world. In any case, um, folks, as I told you, it's a very very busy Shabbat. And so my, I am totally preoccupied with so many things, um, and I'm going to be speaking on Shabbat. I'm very excited about that, um, and and a lot of a lot of ex- energy is generated through this excitement. I'm I'm tired like anything, but I want to hear from you, and I have heard from you, and I want to just finish up the show by talking about the folks that I've heard from recently. So I heard from Gary Cohen, who writes to me. He says. Last week, remember, we had an hour-long show, and I asked people to write in and say, did you listen to the end? Just write in, I listened to the end of the show. So Gary Cohen says, I listened to the end of the show. So Gary, thank you. And guess who else? Jonathan H. from California says, I listened to the end of the show. And Dina Grossman uh, said, listen to the end. And then she adds, always do. And also, uh, oh, I think there's an AKA there, sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, Dina, she she uh, she also is known as Diane, and Libby Davis says, "Listen to the end more than once." <laughs> oh, good, Libby. God bless you. And, and you know, you have to you have to tell me what I said last week. And uh, and um, also, uh, Dana, Dana Fish says, Dana in Chicago, she says, "Hishan Rev Mike, love, love, love your partial discussion. I always learn something new. Always get food for thought, and I always share your wisdom." Uh, with the husband on our Shabbat walks with our dog Kelev, right? So Kelev is is the word for dog in, in Hebrew, and and Dana or Dana in Chicago says, "I always listen to the end," and and I want to wish you and your husband a Shabbat Shalom, and also to Kelev. And 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 here you remind me that Kelev is uh, is the same spelling as the name Kalev or Caleb. Caleb, the son of Jefuneh, you know Jefuneh, Caleb ben Jefuneh, who I've always talked about, and and his great moment is going to come when he comes to Hebron by himself, and he's gonna he's gonna pray at the tombs of the fathers and mothers, and and he connects all the way three books away. We're in the book of Genesis, in the beginning of Genesis, 
After that, after that, we're going to go through Exodus and Leviticus, and then the Book of Numbers. Kalev ben Yifune, he is going to come and and pray and kiss and see the courage and the beauty and the truth and the fearlessness, and he's going to connect to all that and bring that energy down, uh, the energy of of Hebron. By the way, just just so you clear, this is in no way to compete with the uniqueness of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the number one city. There's no question about that. The temple is in Yerushalayim. King David is in Hebron for seven years and moves to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is number one. Jerusalem is the heart of it all. Yerushalayim, right? Yerushalayim absolutely is the heart of it all. But there's there's a there's a uh, you know I always tell people uh, Hebron is considered the second holiest city. But what does that even mean? Second holiest city is that even important? Uh, what's first or what's second? Think. Uh, let me give you an example. What's What's uh, number one? Is it your head or your heart? Which one is more important? Your head or your heart? Your brain or your heart? Which one are you willing to give up? Well, you could probably say that you could give up your heart more, right? Because there's probably some machinery that can pump your your blood. But you can't give up your brain because nothing can replace it. On the other hand, um, I don't know. You you could live without a brain. You're not alive, but your body can keep pumping. The bottom line I'm trying to make here is is that... there are things that are important. Sure, there's the number one. That's the, the center of it all. But understand that your number two is very, very important. It's very much part of of, of, uh, of, of the makeup of the whole body, right? And so so Hebron, uh, Hebron, as opposed to Jerusalem, it has a different role, right? And I like to say that we have two concepts, sister concepts, Bein Adam Makom and Bein Adam Chavero. We have two kinds of commandments and two kinds of relationships, like Rabbi Michael always says, relationships. We have a relationship with God, we have a relationship with our fellow man and woman, right? And so, Bein Adam Makom, that is Jerusalem, the relationship between me and God, God and the people, God and Abraham. The, the God-human relationship is really centered in in Jerusalem, that's the meeting place of God, and that's what that's number one. That's why that's number one. But the relationship between Adam lechavero, you can already hear it in the word, is the connection between man and his uh, brother, or, or you know, man and his sister, between mankind, and that's from the word chavero. It's chevron, right? Friendship, togetherness, and the more interhuman reaction, uh, interaction, our our relationship to our forefathers and mothers, that's chevron. Right, that's Hebron. And that's also where we have to lead Chaber to one another. We have to have Chavirut. We have to have friendship. We have to have communion, community. That's so very, very important. Friends, I have to go. I really do. I have a, a lot of uh, WhatsApps waiting for me and, and, and a lot of stuff to take care of. And I'm also tired and my throat hurts and I need to get my strength back. Uh, but it is very important to me to talk with you through thick and thin. Uh, I really have tried always to, to broadcast to you whenever I can. And I and I appreciate the opportunity to share with you uh, these things that are so so dear to our people, dear to our people, dear to dear to our forefathers and mothers, right? And 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 it's a testimony to uh, to our peoplehood that we can remember their memories and feel their feelings. And of course, that's through the great Torah. It all comes together. It's going to all come together: the Torah, the peoplehood, the land, the God. It just it all it all becomes the most organic and holistic of all things, and so how how great of an irony in in this whole picture is how great of an irony is that is that this is 
what so many in the world want to deny, this most organic and holistic of all things, which is the Jewish people and their land. It, it always, when I think about it, it always baffles me. It's just, it's baffling. Uh, and, and yet the answer is within that bafflement, meaning to say that's exactly what those elements want to suppress, which is this ultimate and incredible truth. I want to thank uh, the folks at the Tchelet organization, T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T. Uh, and didn't I, didn't I get, a, uh, didn't I get a, a message about that also? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, I got a message also from Ezra. Uh, Ezra in the land, Ezra G says, Hi, Yishai, on your last show, you asked listeners to drop you an email. I try to listen every Friday as I prepare for Shabbat, loading the dishwashers, cooking, BBQing, etc., and I'm a big fan. Uh, I was one of your supporters in the Zahut primaries and I'm part of the Zahut Anglos group. Thank you, Ezra. You're the man. FYI, I've been thinking of buying Tchelet for a while and your regular reminders certainly kept it in my thoughts. I put in an order uh, last night and I'm looking forward to becoming a true blue Jew when the package arrives. Thanks for doing all that you do in regards from Moreshet in the lower Galil. So that's a beautiful part of the land of Israel. That is where Ezra lives. I hope I get to hear uh, you speak in person someday, maybe somewhere in the Haifa Carmel area, if not in our uh, Moatzad Mizgav, that's an area uh, in Israel, in which has quite a number of Anglos. Uh, blessings, Ezra. Ezra, God bless you. Thank you so much for your email. I'm so excited for you to become a true blue Jew. You are going to feel totally reborn, really, as I did when I first put on my, the, the blue trellet. Um The website for that is T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T com, and that is absolutely a gift for you in your life. There's certain things in this world that are worth the money. Good tefillin, right? That's you know you know how I always say for friends, right? Tefillin is for the men, right? Although women are allowed to put on tefillin, but it's a men's commandment. Mezuzah is like for the women. The household has to have an amazing mezuzah. Spend the money. Spend the money on the best mezuzah that you can buy. Get great tefillin and get great tefillin. Okay, get it and 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 you'll see it. You'll you'll it'll you know, and get good flags. It doesn't say that in the Torah, but I say get good flags as well. You know, that, that should be in the same thought when you think about getting trailer. Um And get great art. I have a piece of Nachshon art here right now. It's not an original. It's a, it's a lithograph or some kind of other technology. And I'm looking at it. I've been looking at it throughout this whole uh, show as I've been recording because this, of course, Baruch Nachshon is one of the great Hebron artists. And I don't even know a website for him specifically right now, but I love... Nachshon Art, I think it's nachshonart.com or something, but it's, uh, you know, N-A-C-H-S-H-O-N. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Baruch Nachshon. God bless you. I hope to see you uh, also over Chayesara. Ezra, thank you so much. Thank you to the good people who are making Jewish Lego sets. And when, Yitzi, will you make a beautiful Marat Machpelah Lego set? I'm looking forward to that. That's found at jbrick, jbrick.com, jbrick.com. Who else do I want to thank? I want to thank the good friends at Hebron, Hebron Fund, .org. Please, folks, donate. Yes, give a little bit of money to honor the fa- thy father and thy mother. That's exactly what we're going to do with the money that you give. Of course, speaking of donations, certainly the Land of Israel Network needs your donations. Ari and Jeremy are, bringing, uh, are building a beautiful headquarters uh, in, uh, in uh, Judea. You got to see it. And this network needs your support. And yes, yours truly as well. Yours truly is working hard to make great shows for you and other things. Uh, and we have more great projects along uh, on the way. Really great stuff is, is being uh, concocted right now. Uh, so if you go to com 
and throw in a few of your hard-earned uh, dollars, shekels, and yen, uh, that would be awesome. And who else do I want to thank? Oh, yes, Janglo, my good friends at Janglo.net, Janglo.net, who are providing information about, about... Actually, it's the people who live in the land of Israel providing that information, uh, but Janglo.net is the, is the uh, premier... Uh, what's it called? Platform system. And, of course, our good friend Zev Stubb is doing great stuff, and he also wrote a beautiful article about this Shabbat in Chaye Sarah. Anyway, folks, I know I'm rambling. It's just fun to be with you. I want to bless you wherever you are, and, and I'm going to make you a deal, okay? Uh, you can... Hmm, how am I going to do this? I want you to feel like you are there uh, in Shabbat Chaye Sarah. I'm going to Facebook Live it as much as I can. Of course, not during Shabbat, but before Shabbat. Uh, but if you uh, hear the show in time, send me your name, and I will... I will uh, I will, I will, I will print out all the names, and I will bless you guys on Chayesha, on Chayesara, on Shabbat morning when they ask for the for the Mishaberachs, and not for not just for sick people, just for anything. And I will throw in your good name. I will say it, and I will, I will bless you in um, Chevron uh, on this special Sabbath, and you will be there because that's what this network is all about. It's about helping you be there, be here, and it's also about bringing you here and connecting you to this place and making you jealous and making you angry that you're not here and making you wish and want and, and, and pray and, and have that, that revelation in your eyes that you've got to be connected one way or another to this great land, this great story, this great Torah, this great people, and this great God who is so kind to us that he's given us a chance to live in this great, great time of redemption and revelation and prophecy. God bless you folks wherever you are. Write me an email, Yishai at the Land of Israel Network, Yishai at the Land of Israel Network.com. And uh, lots of love wherever you are. God bless you. Stay strong, stay tuned, and shalom. Yes, <laughs>